Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth a Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Thursday, October 12th. Today happens to be the birthday of Lindsay Rickard. We want to wish Miss Lindsay a happy birthday today. And then today also happens to be the wedding anniversary of our son Joshua and his wife Katie Shepherd. Also the wedding anniversary of our son Benjamin and his wife Whitney Shepherd. So want to wish Joshua and Katie and Benjamin and Whitney a happy wedding anniversary today. Trust they're blessed of the Lord throughout the day. Amen. Well, you know that uh, my wife and I are not here. We're actually in Maryland at this time and tonight being the final service of this camp meeting that we're in. And we'll be coming back then on tomorrow, getting in late probably tomorrow night. And so be in prayer for us concerning that, that God give us safety as we travel and bless in all that and a good service while we're here. I hope you're doing well and being blessed of the Lord. I do have some prayer requests that I want to mention here, and we'll get to those. I want you to pray for Brother Hall and Mrs. Hall and their health. Our neighbors, Kenny and Ann Hayes, want to pray for them. Uh, Brother Mike Herford, a member of our church here, and his situation with his bones, I pray that God continue to help. Miss Sue Vincent, and lining up, preparing for surgery, pray for that. My mother-in-law, so many, many, many prayer requests, a lot of sick in our church and things like that. And so we want to pray for that. Of course, we need to pray for our nation. And we need to pray for our homes. I preached earlier this week about mothers. I titled it Mother's House. And then now I'm preaching these three days on who wears the pants at your house. And I said yesterday, it's an intriguing thought. I hope it is a blessing and a help to you as you stay tuned and listen. I've got a couple of good songs queued up before we get to the message. I've got Joe Mullins and the Radio Ramblers singing a song. And I trust it'll be a blessing to you entitled, I Want to Know More About My Lord. That's actually the only song. I thought I had a couple, but that's the only song, a little bit longer. And so I hope it'll be a blessing to you. I Want to Know More About My Lord by Joe Mullins and the Radio Ramblers and then the message from the Word of God. All right, we are looking back in the scripture again today in the book of Psalms. Psalm number 42, and we're reading verse number 1. I began this sermon series on yesterday. Actually, it was one sermon preached in the auditorium of the Island Ford Baptist Church here in Madisonville, but then I've broken it down into three parts for this particular broadcast week. And as I said yesterday, we preached the first part. I'm preaching what could be considered a controversial theme. I'm preaching on this subject, who wears the pants at your house? And I began yesterday talking about three questions. There's the question of authority that statement makes. There's the question of apparel that that question makes. But really what I want to look at is the question of allegiance. I'm going to really start today. I, I, matter, matter of fact, let me just say I'm going to go back and pick up the Bible reading, make a few statements that we said on yesterday's broadcast, and then bring in the new thought. I'm really zeroing in on seeking after God. And I've got three main points on this thing of panting after God. Point number one, in too many homes, nobody is actually seeking after God. And then I will end up today's broadcast talking about that in some homes, thank God, a mother is seeking after God. So I hope you stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live in the pulpit 
of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Psalm chapter number 42, where I'm taking my text tonight. Psalm chapter number 42. And it's to the sons of Korah, if you notice that, or for the sons of Korah. And the header of chapter 42, to the chief musician, Maskell, for the sons of Korah. I want to look at verse number 1, and I'm going to take my text from there, and then we'll look at some more of the verse, uh, the next verse in a little bit on down in it in just a moment. Verse number 1, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Taking my text from verse number 1, and I want to read that verse again, then I'll give you uh, my title and, and bring the message. He says, as the heart, it's not a heart, H-E-A-R-T, like our heart in our chest, but a deer, the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. I want to preach on this subject tonight. I don't want to preach on who wears the pants at your house. I know that when you make that statement, there's two or three things people think about. There's three ways that by way of introduction, that I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to preach my point. First of all, people think about authority. Who wears the pants at your house being a statement of authority. And uh, that's true. That that really means who's the boss at your house. Amen. And our homes are in such chaos and disorder because we've decided we don't like God's order. And our society is in such chaos and disorder. Because we've decided we don't like God's order. Amen. So the first way you look at that is about authority. Secondly, you might look at who wears the pants at your house as the apparel. And that's the article of clothing that they have on. Who wears the pants? Well, again, God's got an order and our society don't like it. But it's still the truth. The Bible's the truth. And I know they say, well, times change. Sure they do, but God don't change. And truth doesn't change. Amen. Now, I know a lot of ladies today, my wife grew up, my mama grew up putting on pants, not thinking anything about it. Didn't know it was wrong. And by the way, faith comes by hearing. You need to hear it too. Amen. We need to be reminded that God's got a dress code. One, because when we blur the lines, we've messed up with the distinction. By the way, if a man can wear a skirt, why can't he go in the women's bathroom? That's the sign on the door. If a woman can wear pants, why can't she go in a men's bathroom? That's the sign on the door. Amen. They shouldn't. I'm not saying they should go in the bathroom like that. I'm saying they should wear and dress appropriately and behave appropriately. Amen. I'll just go back to that thing about authority. If a, if a lady recognizes that if I put on pants, then I am bucking the authority of the man. I'm bucking the authority of God. And I'm going against that authority. And people see that and think that then a, an honest lady wouldn't want to give that that idea out, and that would be argument enough, I believe, to help her see, I need to start wearing skirts and dresses. Amen. And I could preach a whole sermon on about how that they ought to be long enough to cover and, and uh, loose enough to not reveal. Amen. Who wears the pants at your house? Could be talking about authority. Could be talking about apparel, but that's not what I'm talking about. Turn back with me, if you will, to Psalm 42. And I, it's a play on words. He used the word panteth. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. He's talking here about allegiance. 
He's got allegiance to God. He's got a heart cry that is in love with God. He wants to, he, he is chasing after God. He is searching and seeking after God. If you read on, you see that. Verse one, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night. While they continually say unto me, where? Is thy God. And so the psalmist is saying, I'm longing for God. I'm begging for God. I'm seeking after God. I am chasing after God. And just like you get out of breath when you run a little ways. He said, I'm out of breath from chasing after God. Amen. Amen. Now, that's what I want. I want to, I want to ask, is anybody chasing after God at your house? Is there any panting? Who, who's wearing the pants at your house? I've got three points real quick, and I won't be long. But I listen, I, if ever there was a truth, we need to get back to seeking God in our society. Amen. Number one, I'll say this. In far too many homes, nobody is seeking after God. They're seeking after pleasure. Many of them are seeking after wealth. Some are seeking after love. Some are seeking for peace. They'd like to have some peace and some acceptance. But very few are actually seeking after God. It seems like that today most people fill their day with everything except what matters most. Amen. We leave God completely out of our day. We leave God out of our lives. Here's what the book of Romans said. He's repeating what was said in Isaiah, but Romans chapter 3 verse 11 says, There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. Now I know we use that and it's the way it's used there is talking about salvation. God came seeking us. Thank God He did. Amen. Amen. And you might say, well, I, I, I got hungry for God. I got to seek it after God. And you, I, I see that part as well. But you don't hunger and thirst after righteousness unless God started doing a work in you, started revealing some things to you. And thank God He did. Amen. But what about once we got saved? There was a time, most of us remember, after we got saved, there was a hunger in us. We couldn't go to church enough. We, the preacher couldn't preach long enough. Amen. He didn't preach hard enough. We wanted to hear more. We wanted to get more. Isn't that right? But I'm afraid today's society has cooled off from all that. I'm talking about even just religious society. Christian society has cooled off from chasing after God. Amen. Many homes across our land, parents are worried about giving their kids a quality education. But they're not worried about getting their kids to God. Many people are interested in making plans for retirement, but they're not making plans for eternity. A lot of, lot of homes, and you know this is right, a lot of homes, their schedules planned out to the peak. When you got a you got a, a plan for every minute of the day, there's all these plans to be able to fit in ball games, fit in music lessons, babysitting, dinner at the favorite restaurant, on and on it goes. But little or no thought is made about seeking after God. Because we don't have time to fit him in our schedule. Isn't that true? I'm afraid it is. In far too many homes, nobody's seeking after God. Let me say secondly, in a few homes, there's a mother that's seeking after God. 
Thank God. Amen. Amen. In American society, I said, who wears the pants in the house? In American society, on, on the television screen. Listen, I, I've not had a television in years. I don't remember exactly. My wife could tell you, but it's been... Uh, it's been 20-some, headed towards 30 years. It's been over 25 years since we've had a television. But back when we did watch television, and we watched shows like The Cosby Family, before we knew about things, you know. But even in that, Dad's the dummy. The mom, Mama's the only one has got any sense. And that's the, the teaching of society today. It's the woman that wears the pants. She's in the authority. So the woman is the one that, that it wears the apparel. I mean, and all of it. So it's the woman out front. But listen, in churches, sometimes there is, or in homes, sometimes there is a mother that is interested in God, that's seeking after God. And can I say this? Thank God for godly mothers. They are worth their weight in gold. Amen. Amen. To use the Bible term, they're worth more, far more than rubies. Amen. Amen. I thank God for my mother. I thank God for my wife. Amen. Mother of my children. And I thank God for the way that, that they prayed. Prayed for me. Prayed for my children. I thank God for that. Amen. Thank God for mothers that spend time praying for their children and praying for their home. There are women that wet their tears or their pillow at night with tears over a straying son or a straying daughter. Amen. Thank God for mamas that pray. Now I'll say this and I'm moving on to give you some verses real quickly. But some families would have absolutely no ray of gospel light whatsoever if it wasn't for a mother. Or a grandmother. Amen. A mother or a grandmother that gets on her knees and gets after God. These women are not seeking for recognition. These women are not seeking for fame and fortune or glory. But they're giving their lives for their family. They're pouring out their heart to God because they want to see their boy turn out right. They want to see their girl turn out right. They want to see their loved ones Make, uh, make an impression for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to Second Timothy chapter number 1. Again, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but I'm just reminding you, stirring up your pure mind, perhaps by way of remembrance. But First Timothy or Second Timothy chapter number 1, Paul mentions about Timothy's home life. Verse 5, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy, and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. You know, the Bible doesn't say much about Timothy's dad. We don't know much about him. Apparently he was a Greek. We don't know much about his dad, but we know a little something. This is really all we know about his mother and his grandmother, but we know he said, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. Somebody taught Timothy well. Somebody pointed Timothy in the right direction, and it doesn't appear to have been his dad. It looks like it was a godly mother and a godly grandmother that prayed for that boy and that taught that boy from their knee. Thank God that they did. Amen. Turn back to 1 Samuel chapter number 1. Another famous woman that we know a whale, I know of, a woman by the name of Hannah. We know about her barrenness and how she got accustomed to calling on God 
because she was having a problem having a child. But she didn't stop. I don't believe that's the only time Hannah prayed. I believe after she got her child and did what she promised God she'd do, I believe that's when she doubled up in her prayer time. Amen. Look at verse number 9 of 1 Samuel chapter 1. So Hannah rose after they had eaten in Shiloh and, and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow. And said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid, and remember me, and not forget thine handmaid, but wilt give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. And there shall no razor come upon his head. Some of you fellows would like that. Amen. And it came to pass as he, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul. Before the Lord count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. But we know, as I said about Timothy's mother and grandmother being a godly lady, here we find out about Hannah was a godly lady. Both of these ladies raised godly sons. Brother Steve's going to be teaching sometime in the near future about Samuel. I want you to think about this. What kind of mama would give her baby over to a man that's raised heathens? It has raised hoodlums. That has raised hypocrites. That's all Eli raised. But she didn't turn him over to Eli. She turned him over to God. I don't think she had confidence in Eli, but she had confidence in God. I don't believe she come praying for Eli, saying, Eli, help my son. No, I believe she prayed to God and said, God, I promise to give him to you, and the only way I can give him to you is take him down to the house of God, and that man's not right, but I've got to pray over him. I've got to get above him. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to climb the ladder and get a hold of those that are in authority, and that is the Lord. Amen. And she prayed her son till he was raised right. Amen. And thank God she did. She made a vow. She fulfilled her vow. I believe she kept on praying. I could take you through the Bible to talk about Jochebed. You remember Jochebed? The mother of Moses. She was not agreeing to throw her children to the alligators. She'd already saved Aaron alive. She'd already saved Miriam alive. And I know it's just supposed to be the boys that's thrown out that. And, and possibly that Aaron was born before that decree was made. But she said, I don't care what the king says. I don't care what society says. I'm not throwing my children to the alligators. By the way, some of them yellow alligators drive up and down the road with a stop sign trying to pick up your kids. And I say, I don't care what the government says about it. Mamas, don't throw your babies to the alligators. Amen. Amen. Jochebed said, I'm not throwing... And I don't believe she rose up in authority. I believe she was in submission to her husband. But God had given her a godly husband. And she was a godly woman. And they said, this is a goodly child. And we're not throwing him away. Amen. She refused to obey the king. But it went on beyond that. She raised a boy that when the time came, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He had the world by the tail, so to speak. He had it handed to him on a silver platter, and he said, I would rather suffer affliction with the people of God. I would rather turn my back on the world and go with Jesus, even if nobody goes with me. Amen. 
Moses made that decision. You know why? Because he learned something at mama's knee. Thank God. Amen. Thank God for mamas that get a hold of God. Who, who wears the pants at your house? And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.